Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast today. Well, I have to say that I have missed being with you um, in this medium, in this forum. Uh, this is literally one of the favorite thing, one of my favorite things to do in ministry, and um, is to just sit here and teach through the Word with you and talk about things of 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 the Lord. And um, we've been doing some different things, and it's been taking a lot of my time, but I'm back and excited to be here. So I just want to remind you where we left off back at the end of March uh, was in Acts chapter 16. And um, we talked about how Paul and Silas began to sing a song while they were in the midst of the Philippian jail, and all of a sudden the jail fell down. Now, Paul had been in... Uh, difficult circumstances before and uh, there will be times in his life before and after that he will be imprisoned and I'm sure he sings songs those times as well but nothing happens and I want to encourage you that um, just because it happens a certain way one time doesn't mean God's going to do it that way every time. The truth is he's going to be with you and he's going to use the situation. He's not the tormentor of your life. He is not the one that causes you uh, to be in certain situations that are going to kill you. But this is interesting. It is God that allows us to be in circumstances where we can make a difference and where we can see change come. If you'll let me just remind you uh, here for a moment in the early chapters of uh, of Acts in chapter five, actually, if you'll remember back with me, and, and I'll just uh, explain it to you. Uh, Peter and the boys were in prison or in jail. They had been arrested by the Sanhedrin uh, for preaching in the name of Jesus. And that night, the angel of the Lord, or an angel of the Lord, not, not the angel of the Lord Jesus, but an angel of the Lord came and opened the, opened the jail and told them, go back down into the, the city and go to the synagogue in the morning and begin to preach and teach in the name of Jesus. So they did so, only to be rearrested only then to have an opportunity to even make more of an impact on the council and on the city of Jerusalem, and then they were beaten. And so here they are, they're, they're free to go, but the angel tells them, listen, there's a greater good here, there's a greater plan than just your liberty. There's a greater thing happening than just getting you out of jail. This is not about us, see? And I've been saying this in church, that Jesus didn't die to keep us safe. He died to make us dangerous. I believe he wants us to be dangerous to the devil, dangerous to the culture that has rejected Christ, very much like the first century church, um, dangerous to old ways of thinking, and dangerous to everything religious. And so he tells them, go back into the city. And he knew good and well they were going to be rearrested and even uh, punished more severely through the beating that they received. But, you know, if you read that chapter in chapter 5, when they left the jail, they rejoiced that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. I know many times we suffer shame for our own things and try to blame it off on, well, this is our cross to bear and I'm just being persecuted. And that's not mostly the case. When we are um, persecuted for his name's sake, it's completely different. It is persecution for righteousness sake. And I'm telling you, then you know down on the deep inside of you that you are rejoicing because God has seen you worthy to be in a situation like that. And that's what we see here with Paul and Silas now. They, um, they sing a song 
and the jail falls down, but they don't leave because Paul had a sense and Silas had a sense that this wasn't about them being free. This was about a much greater good, a much greater move that was about to happen. Not only did every prisoner, who probably many of them being guilty, um, I know if you would ask them, like most jails today, they'd say they were all uh, um, innocent, but these guys are probably mostly guilty and had, I'm sure, no doubt been free before, only to be enchained again. And I think what they saw, they got a glimpse of somebody that was free no matter where they were. I think this is the secret to the Christian life, secret to relationship with Jesus, that if we would just simply be free in every respect, no matter how our finances are, no matter how our church services are full or not full, no matter how it is on the job with our boss or our coworkers, if we would just live free and rest in Him, that I think we would draw more people to the kingdom than we could ever preach them in. And, uh, and I think that's what's happening here. Of course, then we talked about the Philippian jailer back uh, at the end of March and how he came in and then gave his life and his whole family got saved. Uh, because of this incident. And these men weren't just looking out for them. You know, there's a show on TV called The Preachers of L.A. And I, and I think about them when I read something like this in, it, in Acts 16, where it seems to me that they've just taken, taken the blessing and run with it for themselves, as if Paul and Silas would have just jumped up and run out uh, out of the jail and talked about how wonderful they are and how great their faith was and how God loves them the most. And, and they could have maybe had a reality show called The Preachers of Philippi. Uh, and, uh, and I just think it's sad that we get so enamored with the blessing of God that is promised to us. I mean, can you imagine uh, um, Abraham getting so enamored with, with the fact that he was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold, and just running around talking about his cattle, his silver, and his gold all the time? I don't remember Abraham saying one word about his cattle, his silver, or his gold, even though he had it in abundance. Friend, we should expect the blessing of God and we should then use that blessing for the purpose in which it was intended. Now, I'm not here coming against prosperity. I think that all people should prosper. I think the gospel message is prosperous in itself. I think we should live uh, in accordance to that. I think Abraham did. I think our, our forefathers did. However, I think there's a fine line between walking in true prosperity and getting sidelined by that very prosperity and drawing the attention to your prosperity or to the blessing instead of the one who blesses. So anyway, uh, you, can, you can sound off if you'd like. Shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Anytime, by the way, um, my email address is um, uh, pastorken at newcreationca.org. I would love to hear from you. And, um, and, and, and it just bothers me a little bit because here we see such a different example in the gospel, such a different approach and such a different uh, stewardship, if you will, of the blessing of God. Now, this is, this is as big a blessing as there ever was when this jail fell down, and then they begin to move. Now, watch this. In verse 35, this is where we'll start now. And when it was, the, and when it was day, the magistrate sent the, uh, sent the officer saying, Let's, let those men go. Uh, because, see, they had found out that they were uh, innocent Roman citizens. 
And so the keeper of the prison uh, reported these words to Paul, saying, The magistrates have sent to let you go. Now therefore depart and go in peace. And Paul said, Wait a minute. They have beaten us openly, uncondemned Romans, and have thrown us into the prison. And now do they put us out secretly? No, indeed. Let them come themselves and get us out. See, now they had they had committed a crime by punishing these Roman citizens, and Paul had a Roman citizenship. We don't know all the detail of that, but we know he had it. And boy, that really put them on guard because they don't even have what he has and now they've beaten him uh, without a trial without conviction and now they're afraid have you ever noticed that religious people have a hard time admitting when they're wrong they have a hard time saying that they are sorry and owning what they've done well here we see the officers told these were the officers were told these words verse 38 to the magistrates and they were afraid when they heard that they were Romans and then they came and pleaded with them and brought them out and asked them to depart from the city and so they went out of the prison and entered the house of Lydia and when they had seen them uh, the brethren they encouraged them and departed now let me just say that they didn't previously know they were Roman citizens I may have misspoken there a moment ago but I think when they saw the jail fall down obviously they knew they needed to just get get rid of these guys they're trouble for them and then they found out they're Romans which complicated and compounded their problem and then they came and pleaded with them and asked them to depart so then they went out went to the house of Lydia if you'll remember her from earlier teachings and they encouraged the uh, disciples and those followers there can you imagine what they encouraged them with hey listen don't just look at the blessing. Look at the opportunity the blessing provides to touch other people's life with the truth of the gospel. Amen? Well, friend, that's all of our time today. Thank you for being back with me. I'm excited to be back on, on the podcast on a daily basis, Monday through Friday. We'll be right here, and I appreciate your involvement. God bless, and I'll see you soon.